you that have seen a lot of that work, you would say that. You would say, hey, this has been a good work. And, and I'm here to testify tonight that in a couple weeks that I've been here, and it's what I, I believe as the Lord uh, drew me to this place, was to simply see and testify that, hey, here at Central Baptist Church, it is a good work. I mean, some good things have happened here. If I asked you to raise your hand tonight and say, hey, who in here was, was saved under the ministry of Central Baptist Church, I believe many of you would raise your hand. Uh, little Liam's going to get baptized tonight. He saw me at school, and, and, uh, and for all his life, he will know, hey, I was saved at Central Baptist Church in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and that's good. That's good. We get excited about stuff like that, and that is a good work. But as we, as the theme has been the last couple Sundays, as we just continue to move forward, I just have this simple thought tonight. By the goodness of God, let's build up the good work. If we as a church want to build up the good work that we say we want to, and I believe, I believe your words. I believe when you come up to me and say, Brother Nate, I can't wait to see what God is going to do for us here at Central in the days coming. I can't wait to see what God is going to do for us uh, in, in Central and Hattiesburg. After all, all the virus stuff is done. I can't wait to see what God is going to do in, in this place and, and the greatness of God. And as he shows us his glory of, of all the things that he can do here in Hattiesburg, I can't wait to see it. I believe you when you say it. I do. I do. But let's, make, let, let's let it be more than words. And if we want to do the good work and we want to build at Central the good work and continue into that good work, we must, we must dwell and live in the goodness of God because God is good. Hey, listen to me tonight. Nehemiah wasn't in a good situation. He wasn't. He was a slave. Sure, the king knew him. And in his particular circumstance, he had it better than some. And that's about like all of us, right? We got it better than some. We got it worse than others. But he had enough of the Spirit of the Lord in him to say in the midst of all this, hey, the hand of my God is good. It's good. And the goodness of God is something that we can rejoice in. And God has certainly called Central to do a good work in Hattiesburg. So let's go and do it. Nehemiah was called to build something great in the midst of a depressed people. We certainly know people are depressed in today's day and age. But he has called us to do that good work. And the only way to do a good work to a depressed, pe uh, depressed people is to dwell in the goodness of God. And to dwell on the goodness of God. The Bible says in Psalms 100 verse 5, For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Psalm 107.1 says, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. The goodness of God is not only an attribute of God, but it's a foundational truth for every Christian uh, to understand and embrace. His goodness is doubtless one of the most pleasant things for us as his children uh, to long for and, and to have it in our lives and to say, Hey, God is good. I, I know tonight that I can stand up here and say God is good over and over again. And at least for the gym, we'll say amen, 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 amen. We're actually having a competition about that tonight. And, uh, uh, but God is good. It's not just cliche. He is good. And his goodness, it, 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 it overwhelms us. It's something that we long for. Hey, when something's good, you talk about it a lot. You know what, Brother Lenny? When you get a good bow, you shoot a good deer with your bow, Talk about that bow. I got a Matthews DXT, and, and I love that bow. And you talk about it, and you express how much you love it. And, and, and something's good. You talk about it. When the Lord gives you a good wife, and I got a good wife, you talk about it. And sometimes you make fun of her. But uh, uh, no, you, you talk about her, and uh, uh, you tell people about her. Why? Because she's good. God gave me a good thing. Man, 
If God is good to us, which he is, it needs to be on our mouth all the time, coming out of our mouth all the time. It should be on the tip of our tongue, especially in today's climate, that God is good. It's hard to, it's, it's really hard to be a soul winner when you're, I mean, it's really hard to be a soul winner when your words are, God is good. I'm shamed. I'm putting my head down. I don't want you to really know that I'm a Christian because I, I'm not sure I actually believe the words that I'm saying, but uh, God is good. No, hey, in today's climate, even in the midst of everything that's going on and, and in, in the midst of everybody that is depressed, and I know I preached about this a little bit the last time I was here and nobody showed up, and, and, uh, but the last time I was here, and, and it's to say, hey, God is good. And be excited about it and believe it and be real about it. Look, I, I love the Seminoles. I, I, I love football. And, and I use this illustration all the time. Just to be honest, the Seminoles have stunk the last two years. They have stunk. Okay? It's bad. It's bad. It has. But you know what? For my little girl's sake, I say, hey, Seminole football is good. And I try to be convincing. Because it's better than being a Gator fan, amen? And, uh, uh, but it, God is good. And when we understand exactly what that term good means, it, it's something that's suitable for a purpose. It's beneficial. It's something that we, we hold to. It's something that we rely on. It's enjoyable. It's happy. It puts that smile on our face. And, and it, it's something that's a desirable quality. Sometimes we'll say, hey, that's a good person. I don't think that's ever, ever been said about Brother Heath. But, but no, I'll say it tonight, all right? Amen. And, and uh, you say, hey, that person's a good person. Sin. Or my favorite expression, that person's a good dude. It's a good dude. Hey, remember the AJ? That's not a good dude. And uh, you say, hey, that person's a good dude. We use that expression and say, hey, man, I love when somebody says I'm a good person. Then the Bible reminds us that none of us are good. But the Bible says that God is good. Psalm 106 verse 1 says, praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Matthew chapter 19, verse 17 says, And he said unto them, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. Amen? God is good. J.J. Turner said this, and I don't know much about him, but this is a great quote. God is originally good, good of himself, which nothing else is. He is infinitely good. The creature's good is but a drop. But in God there is an infinite ocean of gathering together of good. He is eternally and immutably good, for he cannot be less good than he is, as there can be no addition made to him, so no subtraction from him. Amen? God is good. He can't be any better than he is. He's already the best. He's good. He's good. And so I just have four points and about 37 sub-points, and we'll get out of here eventually, and uh, on, on, on what we should be and what, how we should act in regards to the goodness of God. Very simply, you know, first, the first one here is, by the goodness of God's good standard. By the goodness of God's good standard. Hey, we want to push forward and do the good work. We better rely on God's good standard. Too many Christians in today's day and age rely on what the world says is a good standard. Can I tell you, it's not. Anything that the world says is good is not a good standard. It's not. I'm not saying that everything in the world is bad. But when, God, when the world says, hey, this is a good thing, I immediately take pause. I say, hey, I, I was at a, uh, a, a graduation ceremony a couple years ago in Nebraska. And uh, this young lady had stood up and she was giving a speech to her class. And, uh, of course, I was in a, a public school. I was already a little bit 
hesitant. And she said something, and I literally out loud went, ha, when it was quiet. <laughs> and she said this. She says, you should be glad because you are the, the, the best and most good, most tolerant generation that has ever been. And I went, ha, <laughs> you don't even know what that word means. And can I tell you this? The world doesn't even know what the word good means. It's not God's standard of good. Nehemiah 1.5 says, And said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Hey, we want to do good work. It better be by God's standard of good. We better look to his commandments. Psalm 25 verse 8 says, Good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. Hey, God is the way to good. And what God says is good. Nahum 1 verse 7 says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. It's God's standard. It would be high time for Christians to to get out of the rut of, I want everybody around me to think that I'm good, and I just want to dwell on God's goodness. Look, I think if we're all honest, me included, I'm preaching right at myself tonight, okay? I do that all the time. That's how I get a message. I just start figuring out what's wrong with me. Amen? And so oftentimes, we, we go around, we think, we, and, and look, I, I think most everybody wants to be liked. I want to be liked. If you don't like me, don't come tell me afterwards, all right? I, I'm, I'll cry and sick Brother Jim on you, all right? We all like to be liked. We all want to be loved. But let's not be liked or loved at the sake of lowering our standard to something that God says isn't good. If, we're supposed to, if, we, if we want to do a good work, it has to be by God's standard of good, not the world's standard of good. The pastor said it just the other day in regards to our school. If we simply lowered our, the standard of our school to the world's standard of good, we would have a huge school. We would. But we have to keep moving on what God says is good, on his standard of good. The world always has a wrong standard. In fact, Nehemiah learned this. Nehemiah, as he goes, and look, he's trying to build something great. Says there's, there's nothing there. There's no wall there. It's just a bunch of rubbish. Says, I, I got to rely on what God's going to give me. I got to rely on the goodness of God. But in Nehemiah chapter 5 verse 9 says, And also I said... It is not good that ye do. Ought ye not to walk in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the heathen, our enemies? He was telling me, he says, you can't, you can't just do the work any way you want to. I'm here to tell you tonight, Central Baptist, we can't just do the work any way we want to. We have to do it by God's standard of good. By his good standard. By the goodness of God's good standard. Secondly, by the goodness of God's good works. By the goodness of God's good works, our text verse tonight, Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 18, says, Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me. It's good upon me. And when God is working in, in something, it's good. In my Bible class, and I've been looking at some of my students here, as soon as I stood up, they all kind of smiled and looked and like, 
you know, looking at their parents, they're like, you don't know this guy. I get him every day in Bible class. This dude is crazy, okay? I can see it in their faces, all right? And as I'm looking around. But we've been learning a little bit about creation, and we talked about it the last couple days, and, uh, and just seeing the things that God made. And then after he made it, what did he say? He looked and, and saw that it was what? It was good. It was good. Why? Because he made it. Said, hey, I, I created the sun, moon, and stars. And it was good. And I was telling them that uh, where we lived in Nebraska, and, and especially on a, on a winter night when it was a little cool outside, you could go and there was no lights around and you could see the stars and all the things uh, that were up in the sky and, and how beautiful it was. And, and yes, it smelled like a cow pasture, sure. And, and, but uh, the, the stars were beautiful. And you realize that God made each and every one of them. And he looks at them, and just as what we look at, we look at it and say, wow, that's good. God looked at it when he created it and says, wow, that's good. It's good. Because when his hand is in something, and I certainly believe over the last several years that God's hand has been in the work at Central, he looks down and says, hey, that's a good work. Why? Because his hand is in it. His works are good. Step by step, as God created the world, he examined it and declared it's good. Hey, I believe nothing more, and I, I, I know pastor believes the exact same thing, uh, that when our time on this earth is done, uh, when Jesus declares his return, and, and we're called home, and, and we stand before, I hope he, he, he looks at Central and says, my hand was in it, and, and, my, and my hand was all over it, and the work was good. But it's only good if we're doing his good work. As God is creating the world. I just think about that. I was thinking about that today. I've been privileged to be and, and go to a few different spots. And uh, you go to like the Grand Canyon. Niagara Falls. Hawaii. Some, a place like that. And uh, you just look at it. And, he, and even to the youngest person. To the youngest Christian. You look at it and say, wow. That's good. That's good. Look what God made. Look at the beauty of it. Sometimes I sit in my deer stand and I look around even when there's no deer. And just like all of you, I'm praying, Lord, would you send me a deer? Hey, come on. All of you hunters in here, I've prayed the exact same prayer. Lord, you gave Abraham a bullock in the, in the, in the bushes. Would you just send this whole poor center a deer? Come on. You know it. Say amen if you said it. All right. You've done it. And, uh, um, but you sit there and you just examine God's work on your own life. God's work around you in nature. That's why I love so much to be in the woods, like to walk on the golf course. Sometimes that makes me angry, but most of the time it doesn't. And, uh, and it gives me a second to look at what God's created. But it even gives me a second to contemplate of what God's done through me. And I'm nothing. And I think if you're honest with yourself, you'd say the same thing. And you look and say, wow, Lord, what have you allowed me to do? We sit in awe of what God's good work is. God is the source of everything that is good. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Everything that, that is good, it comes from him. Every bit of good that you have in your life, it comes from him. Amen. That have a good wife, that comes from the Lord. Wives that have a good husband, and there's very few of you, that comes from the Lord too. Amen. We look at our kids. Look at my four girls right here. 
Two of them aren't even paying attention. No, just playing. And you look at him, and sometimes, uh, and I can be an emotional guy, and sometimes I'll look at my girls, and they'll just do something, you know, that it doesn't merit a tear. It really doesn't. And you just look and say, man, God, you've been good to me. I look, and, and I don't deserve anything that I have. But we look at what God's work is in our life, and we can simply say, hey, God is good. His goodness is in it. And when we do that, we realize that we can continue to work. Hey, can I, can I be honest? Um, several of you guys probably do some hard labor, labor. I've done some hard labor. When you're trying to do a good work, you're trying to build something good, it doesn't help to have a bad attitude in it. If you're trying to build something, and the only thing you keep saying is, I'm tired of building this stinking thing. I don't, want to, I don't even want to look at this thing. I don't want to have anything else to do with it. And what happens? It never turns out good. It takes forever to build it. You normally have to restart it over and over and over again. And so what, all I'm saying tonight is, is as we're trying to continue forward and do the good work that is here at Central and, and, and move it forward and continue to, to, to build and work and do it. And as we're doing it, it's to rely on God's goodness and be happy about it. Look, I get it. There's some changes that have happened. Be happy about it, please. <laughs> I'm one of them. <laughs> so do the good work. Also, thirdly, by the goodness of God's good gifts. By the goodness of God's good gifts. When God's been good to us, we can sometimes look at the finished work. Nehemiah did that. Verse 15 of chapter 6. So the wall was finished in the 20th and 5th day of Mount Elul, a month of the month Elul, in 50 and 2 days. Verse 16 says, For they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. Amen. When God is in something, not only do we look at it and know that God's in it, you tell me, can I tell you how we'll, we'll, we'll reach Hattiesburg? By doing the good work so that everybody else around perceives it, that only God could do that. That God must be in that. The only way that works is if God is blessing that. Say, how do people know? They, don't, they can't see inside the building. They, they should see it in you. They should see it in you. Walked around the other day in Walmart with my new central polo. And I was, I realized I had it on, all right? And, uh, and so I wanted to make sure. I wanted to see what people, what the perception was. Talked to a few people. Some people didn't know we were here. A couple others did. Oh, that's that church headed towards Gulfport. Say, we want to build it up, continue moving forward. Let the world see the goodness of God in you, of what he's done here at Central. Why? Because he's the giver of good gifts. I see there's several families in here, and, uh, and I'm reminded often that uh, I'm not a very good father. Who, who, who else in here feels like that sometimes? Just, man, I'm not a very good father. And the Bible tells me, and, I, and look, I try, I try. I have all these girls in my house, 
And uh, um, sometimes I just don't know what to do. I didn't have any sisters. Um, I did have a mom, but I didn't have any sisters. And, uh, um, you know, we just had a bunch of brothers, and we were rough, and all those different things. And I, and I look, and all these girls are in my house, and, and I felt like this for a long time. And, and all these girls are, are running around, and, and I think, what do I do? What do I get them? What do I tell them? Here's a bow for Christmas. <laughs> Let me show you how to shoot basketball. You know, I can't show them how to do their makeup pretty. I can't show them how to do their nails. I can't do a lot of those things. But I try my best. And I'm reminded how God tells us that we, knowing how to give good gifts, because I try, and when he was preaching on Sunday about, you know, dads that look at their daughters and the puppy eyes come and they're like, you know, looking at me and I'm like, okay, yes, I want to do that for you. And I try to give them good gifts. I try my best. And then I realize as a Christian, the Bible tells me that even me knowing how the good gifts, how much more does my Heavenly Father know what we need and he gives to us? He gives good gifts to, to his children. It says it in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Hey, he gives good gifts. I know what you're thinking. You think, Pastor, we're going through a wrong time. I'm not the pastor anymore. Forgive me. Brother Nate. And uh, you think, Brother Nate. Sorry, Pastor. And uh, you think, Brother Nate. How, how can you say how can you be so excited that God is good during this time? Because I realize that everything he gives us is good. I mean, the verse we like to quote all the time, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. We quote that verse all the time, but sometimes we don't actually believe it. When the time comes that we say, how is the gift of chastening a good gift? Because, amen, sometimes we all get a spiritual whooping. You say, how is that a good thing? Who in here ever turned around to their father as they were getting a whooping and said, thank you, Dad, I really appreciated that. I realized that was for the betterment of my life. Nah. But when it comes from the Lord, we realize that it's by his goodness that that's all we're getting. <laughs> amen. We can even in the midst of that realize that, hey, only, only a daddy's going to whip his children. And every time I get a spiritual whooping, I'm reminded that he is my heavenly father. And he cares enough about, about me to chasten me. Even through our afflictions. Psalm 119, verse 65 starts with, Thou hast dealt well with thy servant, O Lord, according to thy word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I have believed thy commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept thy word. Thou art good, and dost, and dost good. Teach me thy statutes. It's just a reminder that even in the midst of affliction, even in the midst of persecution, even in the midst of the coronavirus, even in the midst of having to wear a mask. Amen. Even in the midst of having to sit all over the church. Even in the midst of having live stream services. Even in the midst of not being able to see loved ones as often as we want to. 
even in the midst of the loss of a loved one. Those are all, none of those are fun things. But through all of that, we say God is good. God is good. Then lastly, and all God's people said amen, by the goodness of God's good commandments. By the goodness of God's good commandments. I'll remind you of this verse. I'm sure all of you could quote it. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God's reasonable service for each and every one of us is good. It's good. And when he says in verse number two, and be not conformed to this world, that say, hey, don't rely on this world's standard of good. And look, I, I, I get it. Sometimes we look at what God has commanded us to do and we simply say, I can't do it. We look at it and it says that, that we can bring every thought into captivity. I really struggle with that one sometimes. Because I look at some of you and I have a thought like, man, that person is ugly. Amen. And, uh, but you, you, and the Bible tells you that you can do all these things. And sometimes if we're being real honest, and I'm just am being, I'm being real honest tonight, we really sit back and think, man, I can't do that. How, how do I do that? And we realize that through the goodness of God, he has given us a way to do that. He has given us his word to do that. Hey, look, I'm glad about commandments. First time we were coming through Mississippi a few months back, or a couple months back now. And sometimes you get to these areas, and you're like, what is the speed limit? What is it? And I don't, I don't particularly like to get pulled over by the police officer. Anybody here like to get pulled over by police officers? No. I mean, as soon as I, I mean, I could even just see a blue light somewhere, my heart stops. Like, oh, I can already see the ticket coming. I can see, you know, my insurance going up. I mean, nobody likes it. And I don't love to speed. I know, I'm sure some of you absolutely love to speed. I'm looking at you. And uh, some of you absolutely love to speed. I'm not one of them. And I was driving, and I was in the pickup by myself, and Diana was behind me, and she's literally texting me as she's driving, which is also illegal, and uh, uh, texting me as she's driving saying, you're going way too fast. I'm like, well, I can't see the speed limit. What's the speed limit? So then I'm wondering, what's the speed limit? I'm Googling, which is also illegal while you're driving. And uh, so I'm Googling and say, what's the speed limit? I want to know it. I want to know if I'm doing something wrong. Aren't you glad that God's commandments are good, that he tells you exactly what he wants you to do? Exactly what you're supposed to do? The goal is always to become more like God. Jesus himself says, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father wishes in heaven is perfect. Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he, made, he became the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him. You say, how do I do that? Well, you obey him. How do I get to become perfect? You obey him. Look, I, I'm giving you the only thing I can ever reach. I'm a short guy, so I can only reach bottom shelf stuff in the Bible. All right? It's simple obedience. 
But God is good, even in the midst of his commandments. I'll close with this thought tonight. 7.55. You know, each and every one of us, if I went around the room, I'd say, hey, Brother Bo, has God been good to you? You'd say, he wouldn't say anything, just shake his head. And Brother Jim, I'd say, hey, Brother, has God been good to you? Amen. Amen. Went rolling around the room. Every single person would say it. You would. Maybe you'd have a little bit of hesitation to say it. Because it's something that's going on in your life. But if you're being really honest, you would simply say, hey, God's been good to me. And your testimony would be a lot like Nehemiah. And, uh, and we could look all, all through Nehemiah as he's doing the work. And as the persecution comes. And as, as, as these people come and try to stop the work. And that he relies on one thing. God's good. God's good. No matter what comes, God is good. No, no matter what they say, God is good. No matter what they want me to do. No, I'm going to keep doing what God tells me to do. Because his work is good and he is good. I'd go around the room and you'd say, yeah, God's good. God's good. I just have two questions for you tonight. If God's good, if he is, and we know he is, then let's keep doing the work. So my question is, why aren't we doing the work? I'm not speaking to everybody. I know several of us are. If God's good to you, which he is, why are you unwilling to work? Say, you fumbled through all of that just to get to that thought? Yeah, I did. Because when we can truly and honestly say and believe that God's been good to me, we'll want to do the work. And that's why I said, by the goodness of God, let's do the good work. And then secondly, if you're here and you're not sure you're on your way to heaven, that last point there of God's commandments being good, his salvation is good. And he wants nothing more than for you to be saved. I believe I have ended every message I've ever preached with that exact same message. Very simply this, God is good. And he's been good to us here at Central. I, look, I've only been here a couple weeks. It doesn't take long to walk around the property, meet some of the people, and realize, man, God's been good. God's been good, but not just that he's been good, he is good. And if we continue moving forward, he's going to be good moving forward too. Just a couple thoughts. Let's make sure we're doing the good work by his good standard. Let's, sure, let's make sure that as we're doing the good work, that we rely on letting him do the work. Let his hand be in it. Realize that even in the times of adversity he's good and when he's telling you to do something and tonight if he's telling you that you're not sure you're on your way to heaven you need to come forward if he's telling you hey you haven't done enough to express to the world that God's good in your life well you need to come forward it's simple by the goodness of God let's continue to do the good work here at Central Our heads bowed and eyes closed just for a few minutes. Our heads are bowed, eyes are closed as Brother Bo comes. There's a lot of things in our world and our country right now that are not good. 
But it's good to know tonight that we're trusting in something that will always be good. And we have a reason tonight to have a smile on our face and a spirit that is hopeful because of the God that we're serving. So with our heads bowed and eyes closed tonight, let's make sure that our life and our testimony, our spirit, our conversation reflects the God that we serve that is good. The altar is going to be open tonight. We're going to provide you an opportunity to come down and respond to how God may have led you through the word. Uh, I just want to encourage you to stay separated as much as we can, but always want to give our people opportunity to respond. As Brother Bo begins to play tonight, let's just make sure we're obedient to the will of God 